0: 2018, baby.
1: We should have a much more um futuristic theme tune. Why, because we're in the future. Yeah. Whoa, careful of that fly- flying car, mate. I'll about to talk to you about flying cars in a minute. Oh
0: what have I done now? You know what you've done. <laughs> Look and Pete 2018. We literally never thought we'd be here doing this show in 2018. This was be a summer venture.
1: We've survived another millennium bug threat.
0: <laughs> Watch out, planes! Sort of. Do you see the 747 got retired before Christmas uh, no. in America? That took its last flight uh, to Atlanta, I think it was. Uh, and it was the weekend that all the power went off. I
1: think. All right. So there we go. What a um, what a dedicated bird. <laughs> <laughs> lady lady of the Sky mate Lady of the Sky Lady of the Sky absolute. First minute in
0: 68 It's weird isn't it That we fly around It's gone plain all, it, Almost instantly But uh, it's weird That we fly around In, in things in, in bits of junk That were built In like the 60s and 70s She's an absolute workhorse To 747 wasn't she Loop de loop Do a loop de loop mate On the last approach She's gone woo Loop de loop <laughs> Yeah
1: they should have done The last one <laughs> uh, You listeners can't see this But we're saluting her We are Right now Do you, It's funny when you see Those videos on YouTube Of, of jumbo jets and stuff and the and the capability they've actually got
0: how how um much the wings can actually bend without snapping yeah
1: and they can do loop loops and barrel rolls yeah, and all course, do all yeah. Stuff well, we, we want to get the barrel rolls, i mean yeah.
0: slowly yeah slowly yeah, yeah, yeah. i once saw uh, there was i think it was a seven, yeah it was a 747 that uh, crashed i think in russia somewhere uh because of badly um tethered um cargo huh. so it tried to take off the cargo wasn't tethered properly. There yep. was never really an investigation into why it wasn't tethered properly and right. whether they and might just, be what, It just flew farthest. up and down the... Uh... It, it, well, it went to the back of the plane, yeah. and it couldn't, it couldn't attain any height, and it just kind of went down like a big... like a big metal sausage and exploded everywhere. And Because in Russia, like everyone's um, got a dash cam because of insurance purposes. Um, you, get, you get to see a lot of uh, wacky shit.
1: Lesson one on. for 2018 from Luke tar, and Pete.
0: Tie your cargo down, people. Tether Your Payload. Tether Your Payload. Sport. How
1: <laughs> have you been, Luke? You all right? Good. Um, Pete, I'm very well, and I hope you are too. I hope yeah. you had a lovely Christmas and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, and I haven't seen you for a wee while, actually, but I, I presume you had a good one. But, I feel tired. Yeah, I bet. What, what I wanted to ask you was, because I think you'd be quite good on this, mm. what sort of things did you think the world would have by sort of 2018, 2018 when you were a kid. Cause I, mean, I mean, I remember sort of episodes of Tomorrow's World where if you're, if you're not a resident of the UK, you may not have seen it, but it was sort of this BBC weekly thing which would mm. talk about scientific development and discovery yeah. and talk about things, mm. or there was at least a section in it where they would talk about things we're likely to have in the future. And an example would be, they said by the year 2000 um, that we'd just be taking one pill in the morning. Right. And that would be all our dietary and nutritional requirements for the day. Well, they're kind of trying to do that, aren't
0: they, with that. Um, Huel. So- is it. It's, yeah, Huel or, or Silent, I think, uh, one of the other products. Is I've seen one called Huel. Where you just eat. Um, you just eat powder in water, and apparently, um, a couple of people have tried sort of living off it for a couple of months. Um, it makes you fart a lot.
1: I bet it's not good for a pair of bon vivants like us, though, is <laughs> no, it? But well, that sort I of thing. put it in pret a manger, and I'll buy it. I how, reckon. How are you and I, get celebrated raconteurs like you and I, going to swing the lantern and hold <laughs> court over a uh, powder, a powdered drink, <laughs> a powdered, a powdered green horrible drink? Yeah. Disgusting! It looks like eating mud. Because I also saw that. Um, in 1981, Tomorrow's World did a feature on the future of robot snooker players. That's quite. That's a really. 80, <laughs> ah, it's a really 80s no, story. It's, it's, it's
0: not. It's not just really 80s. It's really 80s and really British. Oh yeah, like, really kind of. Yeah. Like, we've made a robot. Snooker was absolutely huge in the 80s. But I mean, to be honest, around about this time, people are talking about sex robots a lot, which that's I presume true. I, I think probably people. Well, some of us are. Some of us are. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. I don't know what it is, but people talk to me a lot about sex robot documentaries. I don't think I've ever seen a single one. No. There's some very funny ones on Netflix, apparently. You've made a few. Made a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made a um... few do- I'm in most of them.
1: I mean, <laughs> I've seen the Russians, to be honest. I've never watch my work. I don't need to. Yeah. Um, the, the, the end of the article about this um, robot snooker player on Tomorrow's World in 1981, the end, I'll read the end sentence of the newspaper article to you, but things didn't go according to plan. Legendary snooker player Ted Lowe, Uh, Sorry, legendary snooker commentator Ted Lowe introduced Sid as the world snooker champion of the year 2000. This is Sid the Robot. Right. But in real life, that ended up being Welshman Mark Williams.
0: (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha! I mean, what I would say is that I reckon... Um, we probably do have the technology uh, for that, but with technology comes responsibility. Yeah. And anyone who can build something that can, um, you know, use the use the natural world and, and physics and stuff like that, probably has a lot of better um, applications to, to deal with. And snooker's not as cool anymore. Speaking of that, darts maybe.
1: Well, darts is where it's darts at at the moment. Be a good show. Yeah, yeah, we, we we're just about finished the uh, the World Darts Championship at the moment. That's crazy. That I, I love watching it, but no one who's there is actually watching it. It's, I, it's the same as uh, cricket i went to one cricket bat match uh, one cricket bat? one
0: cricket match um i went to one, one shop that sold cricket um apparel <laughs> yeah. no i went to one cricket match sri lanka england and i'd never been to a cricket match before and it was just people getting drunk and like really unfunny mm. people dressed in costumes getting pissed out of their minds and, like, sort of doing that thing with the cups where you put all the cups in the other cups and see how many uh, cups you can get and everyone goes, Way! Oh, that's and a no big cricket thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but no one's watching the cricket and I was really surprised. Mm. I sort of saw it as being, uh, you know, people actually being into cricket but nobody seemed to be, just people getting drunk and showing off. That young lad just running around going, ah, look at me, I'm dressed as fucking Pac-Man and I'm um, getting chased by ghosts. Never, just, oh, piss off. Never catch you
1: dressing up and showing off. Definitely
0: not. No? Definitely not. I was called... That's the 2017 Dawson.: I was called, so I bought a, a jumper and it said Game of... Uh, game of Ball? No, Game of Throws? Yeah, Game oh, of okay. Throws.
1: Yeah. And it was cricket. It was a cricket riff. Are we going to appeal... 25 quid that cost me. i so cold. <laughs> Are we going to appeal to our American audience by talking about cricket? It's like baseball, but on the floor. Well, when I worked at a sports shop, I told you about it before. I don't know if I mentioned this fact, that we were told that we weren't allowed to sell. I'm from quite a rough town. Right. We weren't allowed to sell a baseball bat without selling a baseball as well. All right, okay, yeah. And they, it's like, okay, I understand the principle behind that. But if you're so beset on hitting someone with a baseball bat, hmm. you're probably going to spend the extra 3 for the ball. A lot of them come packaged up with
0: a ball on top. That's true, actually, yeah. I used, a, true. I used to have a Louisville Slugger when I was a kid. Mm. And I decorated it with uh, Ninja Turtle um, uh, stickers slash transfers. <laughs> favourite uh, Ninja Turtle. Uh, you were talking about Ninja Turtles uh, on, on, on the, the content continent, yeah. uh, yeah. just before Christmas. And uh, yeah, people getting Ninja Turtles wrong upsets me a little oh, bit. Oh yeah,
1: me too. The, the Michelangelo orange. That's uh, ridiculous. Business. Michelangelo was my favourite. He was orange. Raphael was red. Donatello was purple. And Leonardo was blue. Actually, Raphael had a different colour in the original uh, comics, I think. Did he? Yeah, because
0: okay. he was kind of like the leader, the moody leader. But in the in the actual um, Leonardo, I think was the leader on yeah. on, on the in the cartoons, wasn't he?
1: As I understand, that Leonardo was the leader in the cartoons, and Raphael was the leader in the movie. No. Yes, the original that, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to love that movie. Same. I remember,
0: I remember having that on uh, a right hockey uh, VHS, filmed uh, by like a Chinese dude in the back of a Chinese cinema, and you could sort of hear people speaking in uh, Mandarin. That's class. Fantastic. I love that. That's Fantastic. nostalgia for
1: me. I lo- I used to love that guy, that character Casey Jones, the hockey mask. Guy, yeah, he was pretty badass to the point of where I used to walk around my with neighborhood mask, with hockey my hockey pals stick. shouting. Tough rocks, pal. <laughs>
0: which,
1: is, which is like his his cliche, his catchphrase.
0: I mean, there, there was something quite subversive about that whole kind of. I mean, obviously they went on to be, you know, massive and and all sort of cleaned up for the television stuff. But there's, there was something very subversive and uh, exciting about those characters back in the day. Definitely,
1: and they that to have their name changed to Teenage Mutant Hero Tales, didn't they? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, in the eighties, uh, ninjas. <laughs> We're a real problem. People got with nunchucks and stuff. That's weird. Nunchucks are so badass. I remember making for my little Michelangelo figure, uh, making little nunchucks out of a, a bath chain and uh, two bits of um, uh, two bits of twig from the back garden. It's not a deadly weapon, that is it? Well, especially that's being wielded thing, what, by you or I. Well, especially because it's you know three centimeters tall for my little figures I had. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose so. Yeah,
1: that's quite nice though. The best thing about what, you just took uh,
0: one link of the chain. Well, no, three or four. I, no, because because. Michelangelo had a longer Cana because cho- I think in real life they're quite small yeah. but he had quite long. So oh, okay. like a long tiny little bath I chain. see what you mean, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what I would say is that um, you could tell this from the Ninja Turtles American um, characters and the British ones or the Japanese ones because the Ninja Turtle uh, eyes would not have any eyes. They they have no pupils drawn on. Right. And if you had the Hero Turtles they had uh, pupils. That's good trivia. I definitely preferred I had a Donatello Ninja Turtles, and he was the coolest because he was the, the Japanese version. So there we go. And they had the been Ninja both start, he? Like a big bow didn't Well, he's easier to play, I think, in the schoolyard because you can find a broom from somewhere, can't you?
1: Yeah, always. Always find a broom. <laughs> um, but never want to do any sweeping. No. So, what stuff did you think was going to be happening when you. Because rem- the reason I'm asking this question is because I remember being absolutely <clears> convinced <throat> by the idea of flying cars. Right. And I remember thinking that. It would be upsetting because when I was an adult, at so the age I am now, mm. all footballers—because obviously I loved football when I was a kid—all footballers would be like. It was sort of. Mo- I was scared they were going to mostly be androids slash robots, <laughs> but I was also fairly fearful they were going to be like aliens as well, right? And the game was going to change beyond all recognition. Thing... I was worried about the admin of the game. At a very, at a very. <laughs> I mean, early to age. be fair, you've always been uh, against VR. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is true. You've always been yeah. against VR. Maybe that's so... why. Yeah. God, just constant culture fear. Yeah. Wow! But what did you did you not have any? To be honest, of... I was such um, such a computer nerd. I think I kind of had a very kind of um, perhaps a slightly less uh, uh, um, uh, big idea about where things were going to go. Um, and I think I, I couldn't see the wood for the trees. So I think I was just sort of going, oh, three megabytes of RAM,
1: yeah." Like I you Oh,
0: computer graphics being exponentially better, yeah. And I mean, to be fair. We're right on course for what I thought it would happen, so I'm pretty happy. What did you think about the internet when it first came along? Um, you remember? I thought, how do I get these pictures downloaded quicker?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the reason I asked that as well is because I remember going to a friend's house who had like he lived on the other side of town. he had like quite a, quite rich parents. And right. He had this internet-capable um, internet. computer mm. for um, a long time before we did. And but the thing was, I don't. My memory of it might be sketchy, but. People might people listening our age may sort of empathise with this. I don't know if I knew or any of us knew that, that a search engine existed. Right. It okay. was either it was either, you bef- either knew the what you either knew well, the website or you didn't. It was either before search engines were actually invented mm. or before they were um, part of the common sort of mm. sort of consciousness. So what he had was this internet capable computer. Uh, and a, and a, this book, it was like a manual mm. with about 100 websites in it. Oh, like a directory sort of yeah, thing, Yeah, it's right. basically a directory, yeah, and you just have to type it in. And, and, the, and the URLs would be so long. Have you heard um, that Radio 1, You might have been you who told me about it, the Radio 1 guy talking about it. It might be Pete Tong.
0: Oh, yeah, doing yeah. it for the first time, sort of explaining what his website address is. He reads the URL, and
1: it takes about 10 minutes. Yeah, it
0: was, it's like bbc.org or something. It's yeah. something really antiquated. bbc.org uh, forward slash... Um uh, shores forward slash programs forward slash uh like <laughs> yeah. uh, presenters forward slash um Pete dot Tong at RM you know yeah. all this stuff and, this and wacky he's and stuff. he's doing it
1: all over the the top of like a nineties bed <laughs> uh, like music
0: bed but the really internet back then was like all kind of like little animated gifs and it's really weird what's come back and what's kind of remained I suppose to a And the things that used to excite me back in the day with computer technology was Things like light pens, um, these uh, fascinating pieces of uh, really antiquated technology now, but you could draw directly on the screen with a pen. And I remember my mate had an Amstrad uh, PCW. He was, a bit of a, he was a bit of the school bully, so he wasn't really my mate. He was a lad who lived around the corner, but I used him for his Amstrad PCW. And Did he dad. bully you? Uh, he didn't bully me, but I don't really know why he didn't bully me, to be honest, but he was just known as a bit of a bully. But I kind of wanted to have a fiddle with his PCW, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, his, uh, and his dad, I think, was uh, had a little um, home office. And I played with this kind of like pen, and I was fascinated with the technology. And it's the technology that kind of went away; nobody really used it again. Yeah. And this is like eight-bit computing, and then it's kind of come back with you know the whole kind of t- everything. Everything's a touchpad now, everything's a touch screen and stuff yeah. like that. So we kind of, uh, but we said goodbye to that technology for a little while. Same with VR. Remember, like in the mid uh, night, no, well, the sort of early nineties, you'd have like Craig Charles on BBC Two doing. Like, those really heavy headsets. The things that would give you, you know, compressed vertebrae if you put them on your head for two. Like and motion sickness, man. And motion sickness and yeah. all that like business. Um, that's, you know, that's obviously back with VR. I mean, again, I think it's going to go away
1: again, but... Um, well, this is what this is going to lead me to my next question, because I remember working for um, Sky TV mm. way back in the day. Uh, and they we were trying to introduce 3D TV again. Yeah, And they put quite a lot into it. And we, had, we were given a big presentation on it and everything. And that never really took off, did it? People sort of had it in their homes for a while. Mm. They bought these goggles and all this other crap. And it never really happened. And you wonder whether virtual reality, which has had like a few sort of false starts itself, will ever really come into the public consciousness properly. But I mean, I know this isn't really maybe <clears throat> easy to answer, but what can you, do you think in 2018, what should we be getting excited about, Pete? Um... What's, what's going to be going on?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I do sort of just... Well, I, I think the problem is the pace of technology isn't keeping up with the infrastructure for me. Right. Um, I live in Soho. I've got, you know, a thousand-pound you know, bloody you know iPhone X, um, and I can't access most of the features because um, the 3G and 4G capabilities of my area is too... It's poor. It's is poor. Yeah, so there, are, there needs to be an extension of the... Um, of the amount of uh, frequencies they can use, or something, because I can't use half the features on my mobile phone. Mm. And I, I also live in the middle of Soho, and um, unless I want to fork out the best part of 500 quid a month for a business line, I can't access, um, I can't access more than 2 megabyte, no, two megabits per second, which is smaller than a megabyte, um, broadband. So mm. I do think um, capacity is a big problem and that is going to continue to be a big problem in the future because I think
1: um, Are we going to see robot footballers or not?
0: And especially in the developing world like you know mm. you don't you don't have that much um, you don't have that much exposure to um, the, the infrastructure that technology needs so that mm. needs to expand that mm. needs to get better thank you
1: I think we're going to see um, robot personal assistants <laughs> by June at the latest <laughs> In time for the
0: summer? Oh, well, you know if you use Alexa every day what's that? I don't It just doesn't have hands I'll tell you what is very good Speaking of Sky... If anyone's listening on Alexa, by the way... Alexa, play Luke and Pete Shaw. That's very nice. Like that. That's good. Yeah. Alexa, search boobies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Alexa, leave five-star review. (laughs) Um, You know that... um, Oh, you made me forget what I was going to say now. It's completely gone. Alexa, make Luke Remember. say something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shall we do some emails? Let's do some emails.
0: Shall we have a little... Uh, what time is it? Yeah, let's have a little break. We'll be back in a second, yeah. That's too quiet again, isn't it? Always the same. <laughs> we'll both look after Luke. We'll both look after Luke. If you feel sad Mum and Dad, we'll both...
1: The Only if. Only if. Only if I I don't feel sad without mum and dad these days.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> used to, ah,
1: and whoever says that is a liar. Uh, when I was a kid I got really homesick once on a Boy Scout camp. Yeah, you really do on those things, don't yeah. you? But then you find friends and learn a little bit about yourself. So if you're listening out there, I'm going to do that thing that people do on A-Level Results Day. If you're listening out there And you're 13 or 14, Mm. and you're missing your parents. God, don't listen to this. Don't worry about it, because look how cool I am now. And I was homesick (laughs) too, okay? For more information, go to the... I have
0: diabetes. (laughs) I was homesick, so I found solace in sweets, and now I have diabetes. So maybe don't eat sweets, dickhead. Solace in sweets. Alexa, eat sweets. Stop Alexa in it. Stop it. What's the other one? Uh, What? Is there a Google one as well? There's a Google one where it goes... Oh, you don't say... I mean, it is true. The way that you interact with computers, it makes you modify your behaviour. Right. Alexa, I must speak in the most
1: neutral accent possible. That's what I was going to say, even though we've done the break. Right. I just going to quickly say that the only voice activation software or hardware, whatever, I've used that actually works is SkyQ. Right, Sky Q is very good. What's Sky Q is that like it's, a, a
0: remote-based kind of thing? Well, it's
1: it's a, it's the latest Sky um, interface. Oh, right, Mister Sky! Um, I don't know why. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but you press a button on the remote, and instead of having to go and search for things and type mm. it in, you can just say the name of the actor or the program. Type a lot of, uh,
0: to be fair, a lot of uh, that, and I guess that kind of thing integrates in with your Sky Q box more than anything else. I think my um, my television is that as well. But you, again, you're yeah. speaking to the remote, um, and yeah. you just searches YouTube or Google stuff.
1: But this one, I mean, I, I don't know what the, how good those ones you're talking about are, but this, this guy one is really, really mm. good. Uh, and they're not even paying me to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I will have just but, about any opinion for money. But, but they uh, that's, can do. That's a true one. Mm. Um, so we had a bit of a decent, well, we had a good response to the um, show last week, One Elephant Outstanding, about the 911 call. Yes. The elephant's on the loose. Um, maybe have you we'll... ever had a phone 999? Yeah, I've done it a few times. I've told yeah. you this. I've done it a few times. Have you? Oh. Yeah, I did it um, about six months ago. A right. woman was knocked off a moped scooter at okay. Vauxhall Roundabout. Right. And um, it was right next to where I was, so I called the emergency services. But Alexa, luckily... call now. No, <laughs> but, but luckily um, this doctor turned up straight away. Oh. And the ambulance was very quick anyway, but a doctor turned up, and he was like, because it was quite bad. Mm. I don't want to go into too much detail, right. but she had, it looked like she, she had probably broken her leg. Right. He's uh,
0: nodding off camera.
1: Um, was and it Was the leg round the wrong way?
0: Uh, I don't want to say that but um <laughs> was it a compound fracture had the had the uh was it david boost had the um bone pierced the skin no i'm obsessed with that from uh ear level history no it wasn't it gcce history where you used to do the history of medicine where you know um carbolic soap and things like that yeah. that would prevent disease uh because of compound fractures which are very hard to recover well, from
1: well up until am i right in saying up until the discovery of sort of microbiology and stuff mm. i mean a lot of that stuff was very very guess guesswork oh yeah yeah,
0: Pasta and all that lot. They yeah. saved a lot of people. Indeed.
1: Good, good for
0: inoculation. Them. Sarah Nelms, the um, milkmaid who provided the uh, cowpox uh, pustules uh, to make the um, cowpox and smallpox inoculation. It's so the uh, first time
1: I've heard cowpox vaccine. said for probably
0: about 20 years. Mm. Um, I did have the name of the cow that provided the cowpox to the maid who uh, who provided the um, you know the, the, the materials the raw materials that the person who um, the solved et, the small box the the yeah, the so the crazy bird at the, the fly but in my spider. head the, the cow's called Daisy it's not called
1: Daisy I was going to say Daisy every cow's called Daisy I know Daisy. I was actually going to say Daisy but um, <laughs> yeah we had a good response to the old nine one one call maybe we'll get to that in a week or two um, there's always a backlog because you guys are so generous in your emailing mm. we feel like we have to. Um, it recognizes as many of you as possible exactly so there's always a bit of a backlog so do be patient we will get to that at some point but these are the emails that have been taking our fancy uh, this week do you want um, me to go first
0: yeah go on crack I've got go one on.
1: here from Andrew from Newcastle um, who says I'm Andrew from Newcastle I'm 36 and I am near no remote controls as I am out Christmas shopping. So, no batteries. Well, if he's uh, out Christmas day. shopping, surely
0: there'll be some dip- display models for, like, I don't know, a dancing Christmas tree. Get them opened, Andrew. There'll be some good
1: batteries for be... those type of things. <laughs> but they were, wouldn't, wouldn't there? It would be. Anything.
0: Uh, the problem is, I think uh, being in, in uh, well, I don't know for how much, very much longer, an in, in EU country. We're kind of shielded from the worst electronics. I remember reading about a man who buys um, just tat to sell in England and in Europe. Um, Fidget spinners, for example. There was a guy who who was one of the main importers of fidget spinners, and he could not get his hands on enough fidget spinners from Mm. China. And he basically said, uh, toys, things like that, fidget spinners, pog sort of stuff, very, very big. Don't try and import electronics. They ain't going to pass muster. They ain't going to pass EU law. They'll get expect- inspected. So they, well, they'll get inspected and you won't be able to sell them. Right. So don't buy uh, don't buy electronics. I think we're shielded from a lot of the tatier brands of Chinese battery. Taiwanese battery. We're,
1: I think we're also shielded from uh, a lot of the worst airlines in the world as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Because of EU regulation. But... Um, well, we'll learn Air Korea can't fly over EU airspace, I know that. Oh, there are plenty of African
0: they're, airlines that can't as well. They're the North Korean uh, national airline.
1: And I think some, maybe some Chinese ones, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: Is it China Eastern? One of the, uh, no, I've flown
1: China Eastern, they're all right. I can't remember. one of them. Um, this e- anyway, this email from Andrew, um, he says, uh, Gents, I was just listening to your Roald Dahl chat from a couple of weeks ago, and it reminded me of a story I heard about the late, great Christopher Lee. Mm. Christopher Lee was also involved in espionage in World War II. Um, He was, actually. He was in the um, the Special Forces, wasn't he? He One of the precursors to uh, the SAS. Mm. Um, However, that is not the story I'm going to elaborate on. In fact, it's much more recent. During the making of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, there was a scene where an extra was stabbed during the battle with a knife. The extra let out a scream, at which point Lee stepped up and informed the director, Peter Jackson, that the way in which the extra was stabbed would puncture his lung and therefore there would be no air to let out a scream. (laughs) I believe Jackson took on board the point and was slightly scared. (laughs) Um, Christopher Lee is a a magnificent, or was a magnificent man. He's a legend. Um, He was a bit of like, uh, he could do everything. Oh mate, he's a polymath. If you listen to his Desert Island Discs, Mm. um, which I would recommend you do after you've listened to all the Luke and Pete shows, um, (laughs) he could have been, he was in the Mm. S.A.S. he could have been a a top opera singer Mm. and he sang on the Wicker Man soundtrack, which of course he also starred in. Uh, and several heavy metal uh, records as well. Um, I think he had the option to go and study opera as an opera singer under mm. one of the great opera singers mm. in Italy, I think, way back in the day. Mm. And he also starred in no less or no fewer than 208 films. Mm. Right, it's a great email. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. I love Christopher Lee.
0: Yeah, uh, I, he's up there with um, uh, lead singer of uh, Maiden, um Oh, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. He's, he's another polymath, isn't he?
1: Yeah, like, world-ranked fencer, <clears throat> airline pilot, um, obviously amazing singer. Mm. Uh, but you, um, one of the... Just thinking about it, one of the funny things about Christopher Lee that I heard, I either heard it on Desert Island Discs or I read it, is that, he obviously, he was well-known for, for being Dracula in these Hammer mm. Horror movies. And uh, he didn't actually want to do more than one Dracula, but he ended up doing about eight of them because, apparently, the, either the producer or the director was a real shit and would ring him up and say... Uh, By the way, I've uh, told the studio and all the staff that you've agreed to do another Dracula movie. And he's (laughs) like... Oh yeah, but, but I don't. Why really, have you done that? I don't want to do it. He's like, well, you've got to do it because if you don't, they're all going to lose their jobs. <laughs> and he'd be like, ah. Oh. And because he was like a good egg, he was like, all right, I'll do it. And he said it was basically emotional blackmail the whole time. So <laughs> he eventually said, like, I'm not doing it anymore. That guy needs an agent. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, thanks for that, Andrew.
0: Fantastic. Um, hello to Alex Brown. I wanted to squeeze this one uh, in last time, but uh, we didn't have time. Um, I was listening to the episode with Rick Edwards uh, recently, and it inspired me to listen to a few episodes of Science-ish. All right. I'm not sure how Done I feel this job about that. For there, hasn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, first one was about Inception, and they spoke about lucid dreaming. Being a light sleeper myself, I thought I might be uh, I might be good at this, so I listened to their tips and gave it a try. I'm a bit of a lucid
1: dreamer. I'm right, you've got to control your dreams, is not it? Yeah, I can very very. I, I mean, I'll talk to you a little bit about dreams in a minute. I can occasionally lucid dream, but not mm. very often. Yeah. I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there's any formula to it. I, uh, I don't feel like I've got any control maybe over Maybe we need the to control. listen to science <laughs> nah, It
0: doesn't sound that good, though, does nah, it? No, it doesn't sound that good. It sounds like it's presented by a tall man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But if, if you're but in, you, I, You're
1: saying you can do it? Yeah, I do it quite a like,
0: lot. You know, I'm sort of in a dream and I'm like. What's your tactic, though? Uh, what is my tactic?
1: Well, because the reason I asked you. That... Uh,
0: you know, when you fall, start to fall asleep, because you, you yeah. usually do most of your dreaming, like the start and the end of the dream. Apparently so, yeah, yeah. Um, I. As soon as I... You know when you sort of drift off and you start to think something mental and you're like, that's mental. Yeah. And that's not something I can explain yeah. uh, to anyone So uh, who's not asleep. Uh, so I was like... Uh, so then you sort of realise you you did a bit of dreaming there. So you're like, right, right. where do I want to go? No, sort of I've, halfway. Oca- I've
1: occasionally had the idea that... Um, Always ends in fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've occasionally had shall, the... Shall we travel to... The, the the forbidden land of Atlantis. No, I'm fucking fucking again. <laughs> Shall we fly over? You know, you're the only man Machu Picchu. <laughs> nah, fucking.
1: I will do, but I've got loads, loads of fucking fuck left to um,
0: <laughs> I've fucked everyone in the world, yeah, have I? <laughs> <laughs> and to people that don't even exist, <laughs> because I can literally do what I want. No, the reason um, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, what's that film with all the blue people? Oh, uh, Avatar! Avatar! Yeah. Avatar! Doing them as well. Um, doing them. I like. Jesus. I like that was
1: the first film you thought of. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think the most outlandish film I could. Oh, they're blue and tall. I've occasionally had the. um I think that says a lot about your psyche. Yeah. I've, I've occasionally had the feeling. In the dream that I know I'm dreaming, Yeah. but I've not always really been as able to do that. As soon as that happens, it. though,
0: you're like, ah, you get yeah. kicked out. Let's it's listen like to the, the rest of his game. email, though. Oh, cause yeah, cause sorry. I feel like you
1: shortchanged the geezers. <laughs>
0: sorry, mate. Uh, well, basically, um, first thing they advised was that when you, whenever you wake up, you should write down your dream. So, so I have started... Well,
1: started doing that as well. <clears throat> really? Yeah, for the purpose of this show, and I'll come on to it in a minute. Oh, okay.
0: Um, so I started doing that, I started writing down my dreams. First night, I woke up, wrote down my dream in my cunningly placed dream book next to my bed. I woke up for work, all excited to see what I'd been dreaming, and I found an empty page. Waking up and writing down my dream must have actually happened in my dream, meaning my subsco- subconscious completely took the piss out of me. Fantastic. <laughs> I've since about to write down dreams, but not really lucid dreamt, uh, lucidly dreamt. Uh, to be honest, all I've learned is that my subconscious is a lot smarter than my conscious and that I regular se- regularly uh, seem to dream about cats with no bum holes. Yeah. I haven't drawn you a picture because I'm sending this on my work phone. <laughs> <laughs> Alex that's a, an impeccably written email I probably didn't deliver it very well But uh, fantastic What, what about work. his brand
1: of batteries Pete?
0: Uh, yeah I, I, That's the thing You're reading the same email I'm reading Hi watt, Super heavy duty Yeah indeed He also does, does a, a pretty good line In telling us almost exactly where he lives Yeah Should so, we say that or not? Westbourne Park
1: Yeah that's only in the area of London That's yeah, alright yeah. Yeah, um, Westbourne Park sounds like a road though it I, does I yeah think. it does on that on that note about not actually writing it down mm. i um I once had a dream that I had been up all night, and then when I woke oh, up just exhausted. I was convinced for just. hours that I hadn't slept, <laughs> and it's only when it, you know, that sort of haze starts to wear yeah. off that I realize what are you talking about obviously you have slept um, and but all your yes, fingernails fell off because you hadn't slept for weeks. <laughs> yeah, and so I wrote down two dreams when mm-hmm. well, I saw this email for right. the purposes of this show. Okay, I had two since. Yeah, first one I'll, I'll, I'll basically I'll, I'll read them verbatim as to how I wrote them straight after I dreamt them. Yeah. Okay. Now I know it's boring hearing about other people's dreams, but this is specific to this particular issue. I so. keep having similar ones where um, Lord Ramble from Thought Ramble and me are arguing about wires, which we do in real life. Yeah, that's so boring. Like, we do that almost every week. Yeah. we argue about something tedious. That's so boring. Yeah. Um so here's mine I had a band and the only song we could play was Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger <laughs> <laughs> isn't that one Though no, for those that know it's I have visions I was in them I was looking into the mirror it's the theme tune to the Peep, Peep Show, Show. yeah um and everyone loved us because it's such a brilliant song but we kept playing it over and over <laughs> it was fun to sing but tough to keep the crowd interested
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, i had a dream that we uh that my band uh was forced to get back together uh within like about but we had to practice all the songs and, and do it the, the gig the same night uh and right. all of my guitar strings kept falling off yeah and all
1: that st- just i like, oh, i've had similar sake. ones to that and you walk off and try and have sex with someone. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> then I'm off. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I can't Take do the game again.
1: I, I have to have sex with every member of my band. <laughs> yeah. And my second one is this. Uh, again, this is exactly how I wrote it at the time. I was in the pub with a mate, and we were sitting having a beer in a sort of snug that was down a little ladder. Do you know a snug? Like a little area, a little weird down sort
0: the, of. Uh, well, no, what? Like a, so little... like a
1: snug would be um, a tiny little booth. Right, with just a seat in it and a table for, meant for like two or three people and okay. you can have, it's private basically and right. uh, this one was down the bottom of a ladder mm. Chris Moyles turned up and started throwing drinks over us and spitting and so I climbed the ladder really angry to try and punch him however when I got near him I kept missing him and then the friend I was with told me to stop as he was planning to open a restaurant in the area and didn't want to open, upset the <laughs> local clientele. And I've put in brackets, to be fair, I was watching a lot of MasterChef at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't upset Chris Miles. No. Heaven, I tried to punch him in the face. Heaven knows he's a big eater.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whenever you, I remember uh, I had a very literal kind of Donald Trump uh, around about the inauguration, sort of like being next to Donald Trump and going, "Right, would I like thinking up through how my life would... Die, it would con- converge with a terrible timeline if I punched him in the face. Yeah. And I was thinking if I just whacked him now, I'd get shot. We were just in a corridor. Right. And like this the sun was shining and, and he was in front of me and he was like shaking hands with people. Um and I remember sort of thinking if I just punch him, well I'd definitely get shot immediately. And mm. I was thinking about actually I was thinking about this <laughs> quite recently. I was thinking, how punched would he get before I was my head was caved in by a big bullet. No, it wouldn't take long. No. That, was- I'd, be, I'd, I'd swing I'd be mid-swing and my head would just be taken off wouldn't yeah. it,
1: really? <laughs> look at your head and i think that is prime for the Yeah, I've not got a big head I've got a small head I know but it looks quite fragile tight <laughs> yeah. very tight
0: taut, it'd be like a pinata
1: <laughs> yeah and then you try to have sex with the bodyguard. I try and I'd, I'd <laughs>
0: fuck the hole in my head <laughs> <laughs> i would be like a big Taurus knot disgusting
1: you're like a live Mobius strip <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry about that. Uh, sorry sorry about for bringing that. that down. The
1: image of me fucking <laughs> down let, on the top of my head. I, I've, I've long been led to believe... We've all tried, lads. Come on. <laughs> stop, stop <laughs> it. I wasn't even listening to that last sentence because I was trying to formulate my next one. <laughs> I've, um, I've long been led to believe that hearing other people's dreams is boring, and sometimes is, I yeah. do find it quite boring. If you disagree, email in with info. If you, do, if you agree with us, let us know, and we, will, we won't push up on that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it is. Okay, uh, fine. We won't, we, won't, unless, we won't do it. We won't do it. Unless a famous person says it about another famous person, I think. That's quite interesting what, Luke, sometimes. Luke Moore and
1: Chris Moyles? <laughs> Luke Moore and Harvey Danger? One of the best one-hit wonder bands of all time. <laughs> yeah, they're up there, aren't they? I think so, yeah. I well, I don't some... know. If they, listen, I'm calling them a one-hit wonder because I personally don't know any of their other songs. But it might not be.
0: I listened to the Mark Maron uh, Marlon Manson interview uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And it made me want to listen to Marilyn Manson's Manson's... Uh, what was that? Uh, Mechanical Animals? Was that yeah. it is? He, uh, one of his? big Antichrist Yeah,
1: The Beautiful People and all that. Fascinating but life. He is a fascinating character. You know, I actually listened to a show, I forget which one it was, but it was about an undercover guy who nailed a quite high-ranking member of Al-Qaeda. Mm. Who that was, was uh, Pod Save the World. That's I right. It, it was. And he was, he was operating a sleeper cell in Canada. Mm. And um, it, was, it, was, it was a plot to derail a train, wasn't correct. it? Correct. But the, the interesting... I don't know if you feel the same, but the interesting part of that was that um, the guy who was quite high up in Al-Qaeda or whatever um, was like a very, very well-celebrated scientist mm. to the point of where he was being tipped to win the Nobel Prize for, for physics or, sort, or well, chemistry it's, it's, or something. Well,
0: that's what I, mean. I mean, it's very rare for that kind of crazy, isn't it? its I mean, that is kind of like... It's very rare that Al Qaeda, it's very rare that ISIS and stuff get these kind of people who are genuinely, incredibly fiercely intelligent. And I don't and know, could have so done, you know, well, I mean, if by and large the people who do terrible things or plan terrible things are fucking idiots. Yeah, but I, I imagine
1: mean, the ones at the top of the tree are quite switched on. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he like, he was, you know, he was an operative in operating in, in, in America. That's the thing, like in in yeah. Canada rather. That, he that's he the was um,
1: apparently pioneering the use of nanotechnology, nano robots mm. to cure cancer and stuff. Yeah, I mean the guy could have been a, a, an absolute legend, but obviously, uh, legioned. He, he went to the dark side. Shall he we went say. to the dark side. But,
0: um, I, th- he... I find the fascinating thing about how uh, the guy went to like acting school. Yeah. To use <clears throat> use a story about his dying mother. Yeah. To um to access uh, his emotions, to, to, to access emotions and, yeah. and, and to feel more uh, kind of angry and and, and you know uh, be more authentic. And uh, it's in, and it is interesting what they say about um what's entrapment and what's just you know going along with whatever not what someone has already got. Uh, where does that kind of start and end, really?
1: Yeah, you can't let, I don't think you can, I don't know, I I guess the laws change from territory to territory, but I don't think you can lead people on and stuff. Yeah, hey guys, let's do this. I wonder if that guy, he went to go and, what we're talking about here is an undercover FBI agent who was a a very, very adept at operating undercover, but he went to an acting teacher in Mm. Hollywood, Mm. but they didn't mention who he was, um. Really? Not, not that I remember. Anyway, they mentioned the guy's oh, did they name? Okay. Yeah. They mentioned the I, I wonder I wondered if he was the um one of the one of those method practitioners that oh, d- d- Daniel Day-Lewis uses. Because you know? right. uh, that's. A, I think that's a hallmark of it. You you access emotions quite regularly. Yeah. Um, it's it's originally a Russian technique, but yeah. I think it was um it was popularised by Marlon Brando, I think, or someone else in New York. But anyway, um, I was d- fascinated d- didn't, to didn't, hear that.
0: Um. I can't. Uh, it, a low? it might have been. Lawrence Olivier, I think. Dustin Hoffman. Well, Dustin Hoffman ever have acted with Lawrence Olivier? Yeah, probably. Dustin Hoffman did a couple of. Run- he was. He was. Um, Can't talk about Dustin Hoffman at the moment, mate. No, terrible. It? Um, yeah. He did a couple of um, runs around the building oh, to, to sound you, tired
1: because he. Because he, there, there was a, a scene where he was marathon man. Right. Lawrence Olivier plays Dr. Joseph Mengele. Yeah. The, um, the Nazi doctor and marathon and Dustin Hoffman plays the guy trying to catch him. That's right. It's a great movie. Well, well he had to pretend Hoffman had to pretend that he's out of breath because he'd been
0: like running. Right. So he ran around the building a couple of times and Laurence Olivier just said, "Just do some acting, darling." <laughs> yeah, it's called like, acting, yeah. Just just do some acting.
1: Yeah. There we go. Someone said that Laurence Olivier could um, speak Shakespeare's words as if he had just thought them himself for the first mm. time.
0: Fantastic.
1: The excellent Lawrence Olivier. There. Acting
0: does get better. I mean, actors have gotten better, haven't they? People who were celebrated back in the day, you sort of I watch them so now it. and you sort of go. Ooh. I think. I think. But then um, there's timeless people who do very little, like Newman and McQueen. That where you sort of go, oh, you're so handsome and you just. Well, you just, that's part that's of the star quality.
1: You know, I think is it um, Steve McQueen and Paul Newman were in a movie together. I'm probably going to get this wrong. Was it Towering Inferno?
0: Uh that was that also had Fred Astaire in it and also um OG Simpson.
1: No, I don't know that's the same movie. Oh it yeah, might it is, be, yeah, it is it they, be, were, yeah.
0: they were because it was all like an ensemble piece, wasn't it? It was like a it was a big it was a big hit it was a big disaster movie in the eighties, early eighties. No, seventies. It's, 70s. it's
1: was like it? mid seventies. You're right though. Anyway, McQueen and Newman were in it. Mm. That's my point was gonna be that um, one of them, I think McQueen, was a famous dickhead. Like, he was an absolute shit. Right. And he was a big rival of Paul Newman's, of course. Mm. And the rumour has it that McQueen would only sign up to be in the movie if he got exactly the same amount of lines as Paul Newman. <laughs> so they had to rewrite it. To the, to it. the actual... Uh, so I had to rewrite to it. To the letter. Yeah.
0: Because Newman played the architect and uh, McQueen played a fireman, I think? can't remember. That's that sounds about remember. right, yeah. Yeah. There good we go. For, it was a good film back that day, though. I used to, I I I was I'm a big fan of Paul Newman. But I think the I think I wish I had his eyes as Dog Dies in Hot Cars once wrote.
1: Did they really? I wish I had Paul Newman's eyes. Who could forget that that band? <laughs> um Al Pacino says that the older you get the less acting you actually have to do. But <laughs> yeah. like he said he said um I might I don't think I've mentioned this before. Maybe I have apologies if I have, but he said that these days I just have to walk into a room and raise an eyebrow and they say give that man an Oscar. Well, but when he was young He doesn't get it, does he? <laughs> yeah.
0: Give that man an Oscar. Didn't get it, didn't get it. (laughs) He has got one, though, I think. Yeah, but not for anything he's done recently, is it? No, probably
1: not. Remember that film he did
0: with um, uh, Pacino? He is Pacino. And uh, Raging Bull. Um, What's his name?
1: That's Robert De Niro. Yeah, De Niro, Pacino. Oh, Heat,
0: And uh, No, uh, they were reunited, weren't they, with um, 50 Cent, I think, in a terrible film.
1: Oh, um, yeah, I remember what you mean. The dreadful
0: film that shall not be watched by anyone ever.
1: Was it called um, Righteous Kill? It was called Righteous yeah. Kill. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was not a righteous film. <laughs> it was bloody. Dry. And I, the annoying thing is, I ra- I rarely watch films. I'm a bit Michael Owen in that sense. I, I rarely watch films. I just sort of go, "Oh, I'm going to be here for two hours." I watched Logan Lucky recently. I enjoyed that film, oh, I've heard not good as about much that. as I thought I might. Uh, so the trailer looked really good, and I thought it was going to be great. And then I was like, "That's eh, all right." So that's me. Saying something's brilliant and then thinking about it and then in the middle of the sentence going, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, that, that you do that you do that a lot, though. I do that. I find myself in cul-de-sacs all the time. Should
1: I, should read, another, be... should I read another email, please? Yeah, yeah, go uh, on. You, go on, mate. Until you find, your, before help me you find yourself help, in another... Uh... Help, me, help
0: me find my thread.
1: Um, do you want to hear about um, a hippo? Yeah, all right. I
0: talked about hippos uh, a, little wh- a little while ago after my Kisumu Kenya trip. Exactly. Uh, thank you to uh, a couple
1: of people who uh, don- donated, by the way. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. You got some donations. Good. Yeah. Um, This is from Sean Malley, and this is very much a follow-up to your talk of um, hearing a baby hippo being hit over the face with a tray on one of our other shows. And if you haven't heard that, you are wasting your life. Go and check it out. Sean says, uh, hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, Listening to Pete talk about a baby hippo in a Kenyan restaurant, I was reminded of a local celebrity in my girlfriend's native Cincinnati, Ohio. Baby Fiona the hippo. Back in January, Fiona became the first Nile hippo born in the zoo for seventy-five years.
0: I mean, to that sense, I sort of go, "It is a zoo, and it is in Cincinnati." So oh, after the first one, we well, yeah. I mean, they don't really live here, do they? What's your point, though? I'm just saying that it's in the zoo. It's one zoo out of a million in
1: the US. You could, but you could say that about any animal raised in captivity, couldn't you? What do you mean? Well, it's not supposed to be born then. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, I was just saying 75 years. I sort of going, well, that's not, that not an accolade <laughs> <Maybe laughs> exactly. trying, That's yeah. not an accolade for me. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, well done. You've done it. But don't say it for 75
1: years. Should I kibosh the rest of the email or do you just, want me to just carry just on? Delete, just delete, click delete. Oh, I'm Pete and I'm a hippo expert now because I once saw one. I used to work in a zoo. Did I? Did you don't? didn't have hippos, though? No, why not? They are racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you're in Leicester, you say? Yeah. Um, anyway, Pete, on that note, I'm going to carry on. Unfortunately, baby Fiona the hippo was born badly premature.
0: Oh, a tiny little bit, a smaller baby hippo than you'd even have any right to expect.
1: <laughs> that's what they said when yeah. he, she was delivered. This is small. This looks like a child's toy. This is a smaller hippo than anyone would have any right to expect.
0: I want to press its teeth down to see which one makes its mouth shut in, like, in that game with the crocodile. Uh, no, that's
1: the tail, isn't it? No. Oh, hungry guy, hippos, look. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm just thinking, thinking of something else. Yeah. Um, She was not really expected to survive to adulthood, but had zoo employees caring for her around the clock, feeding her, keeping her skin wet in a kiddie paddling pool, and carefully exercising her to get her strength up. The local children's hospital uh, premature babies unit got involved. Well, they're not qualified. Uh, (laughs) Assisting uh, with several IV drips, um, which is a tricky prospect for a hippo. I'm only kidding. Of course, that was very kind of them to do so. The local news started to give uh, regular updates on her progress, and she's now living a happy hippo life in the lagoon with her mother. Fiona briefly received some national fame after photobombing a marriage proposal in the zoo. She's now the zoo's main attraction, and because she was hand-raised by humans for so many months, she's an absolute ham for the camera she and will. stars in a YouTube series produced by the zoo as well. She will claim her life. There's a load of... Yeah. <laughs> she, like,
0: she will clear that they are very dangerous animals and yeah. she will clear my life.
1: You're bigging her up now, Sean, but get between her and the water and we'll never hear from you again. But um, Sean has included three YouTube clips for us to watch. I've watched one of them. Very, very cute. Right. Um, worth checking out. Maybe we'll share those on social media as well. But Does good to get more hippo stories, Yeah, they're lovely and smooth and interesting animals. Can I take this down to the trenches, this hippo chat? Take us down to the water. I'm taking it down to the trenches by saying, and if those guys, are, whoever's listening out there... Can find this story because I tried to find it once and I couldn't. Right. Um, I'm fairly sure I read about a guy who claimed to have been eaten by a hippo but survived. As in, he crawled his way back out of the out mouth. Out of the
0: mouth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that is. How do you time that? It's like a video game. <laughs> I know, right? Like Mario. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong because you're getting a chomping. You don't get three lives in this game.
0: I just. Don't, do they
1: bite people or do they just? um well, he r- made that, he, whack was, em? he was punctured by those massive teeth yeah. a couple of times and just swallowed. I mean, they say they're herbivores, but they do kill a lot of people. I'm not having this. I think he just got in their way. Yeah. I think that's what happened. But anyway, okay, my thanks, way. thanks for that, Sean. Yeah. He says
0: thanks and love the show. It's a little bit. I think um, that sort of thing really works on television cable news in America, doesn't it? It's like um, Parks and Rec. That uh, is a donkey or a horse they've got. Where they oh, little little Sebastian, little Sebastian. Yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah, they it's, love it. They it love towns, a, um, the towns. Kind of have them as mascots.
1: They still do the thing that we used to do in the UK years ago, where it'll be like uh, they'll have the they do the opening line to a story because mm. I think because they've got so many local local news networks, they'll have the opening line to a story mm. <clears throat> and they'll go. And we cross over to Pete with more, mm. and Pete will go a sleepy town, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, and, and yeah. they reconstruct stuff and like get vox pops and everything. And we don't I really do the, that the,
0: here. I was at the corner of the street, and a hippo just <laughs> uh, just came out and swallowed this guy whole, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm never going to see that again." Yeah.
1: Can I have my money now? And then it'll end by the reporter going. And if you see a hippo, you're advised by local law enforcement to stay inside. Let's hear from Sergeant Paul.
0: <laughs> Seriously, sir, don't go near the hippos. They're, they're, they're disgusting animals.
1: We had reports. They
0: drink petrol.
1: Of a hippo burglarization. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, how we perceive yes, American news. Exactly.
0: Um, right. Shall we go to... Have you seen... Oh, God, this picture is fantastic. Um, uh, there's a man by the name of... Um, actually, shall we go for Andres Sanchez's uh, one? Have we got time? Yeah, let's squeeze him in before uh, a bit of Mencar action. All right, cool, yeah. All right. Uh, do you think this guy took a lead from last week's Luke and Pete show? A classic case of life imitating art, if ever I saw one. I don't know what Andres here is uh, is um, referring to, but I'll go with it. Uh, basically, on the BBC um, a little while ago, a surgeon who marked his initials on the livers of two transplant patients, has admitted assault by beating.
1: I think this references... First of all, this is horrific. Yeah. Second of all, I think it references something we talked about a few weeks ago when you were talking... We were talking about people's corneas. Right. And you said, oh, it wouldn't be funny if you uh, engraved your initials on their eyes. I mean, I didn't... I probably said it with more... Wow. Well, ...vigor. You need to start taking responsibility. <laughs>
0: because because I'll tell you what... Simon Bramall... Simon Bram- 53, the doctor... Presumably Dr. Simon
1: Bramall. They've not put doctor in there. He, well maybe he's not anymore so I can't re- <laughs> Maybe he wasn't in the first place You want to know why They haven't put doctor in their Pete? And this is a nice bit of trivia Why? Because he's a surgeon right. Surgeons are never referred to as doctor Is that right? Because they never used to be doctors ah, They're they referred to as mister So ah. if you ever get? Re- Listen, heaven forbid You ever get referred to a surgeon Mr Brammel. It'll be mister or missus Will
0: you put another liver in me? I want two livers Yep That might have Isn't been that what I right?
1: said Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, he committed the offences uh, At Birmingham's Queen Elizabeth Hospital In February and August 2013 uh, the liver, spleen and c- uh, pancreas surgeon was uh, suspended later in the year. Uh, he pleaded guilty. To, I mean, he couldn't really plead not guilty. Who put, those, who put those initials? He's
1: racking his brains. Is there another surgeon by my... Who put SB? That was Steve Brown. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was Steve Brown.
0: Super brilliant. <laughs> Steve Brown's Could've a janitor. Brown. It was not <laughs> Steve Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, came to attention in uh, 2010. This, this can be taken away so quickly so um, Mr Bramall uh, came to attention back in 2010 when he transplanted uh, a liver saved from a burning aircraft in uh, a patient so uh, they were transporting an organ mm. uh, transporting a liver across uh, and, and I think the air, airplane uh, crashed and so he managed to um, use the uh, liver that was found in the wreckage so I, this man not only is I don't understand why he's getting credit for that because the organ is either fit for purpose or it's not he's putting awful in people <laughs> He's practically putting offal in people. Is that a human liver? It looks like one. Like, it's got my initials on it.
1: Is that, is that a liver path?
0: <laughs> <It's got> his... <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
1: shall we finish off with a bit of Mencarta? Yeah, thanks to, um, what was his name? Andrew Sanchez for getting in touch with that. Yeah. Sounds like a footballer. Um Yeah, Menkata, do you want to do it or shall I do it? Why don't you do it? Because I've been doing too much talking.
0: And to be honest, it's quite early and I'm too sleepy to actually speak. So. Can you
1: stretch to give me a jingle? Uh, yeah, all right then.
0: Uh, what jingle do you want? Men car. Yeah, of
1: course. Makes sense, doesn't it? The one you specifically designed for the purpose. You don't understand. Willie
0: was a salesman. Say simply,
1: very simply, with hope. Good Good morning. Good morning. Don't tattoo my liver. Um, I love the end of that jingle. As you go right. Yeah. Just crop it. Well, I did it for the first week, and then I. Cropped it. It's like a one-second job for a man of your talent. It's not a one-second job. I got. To,
0: do you want me to get into the weeds? No. About how hard that is. Oh,
1: okay. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> very disorganised. <laughs> okay. Um, this is from Mark from Molden. He's not given his full name, um, but this is it the home is a... of
0: molden Sea Salt.
1: Could be Possibly. actually. Could be. Luke uh, was once on Endorsed a YouTube uh,
0: molden Sea Salt sponsored. Uh, chef guy Who's talking about the use, like a, He was talking um, about Favourite meals
1: and stuff It was like, like a sort of Webisode I guess you'd webisode, call it Webisode uh, yeah.
0: Like sort of advertorial For Maldon sea salt I've got loads
1: of Free sea salt out of it How <laughs> much salt Have you got in your house mate? But they do different Versions of it They what do, do like they do like um, Garlic salt Yeah And um, Lots of different types uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway I, let's do, digress. Just, I need a drink. Mark, so has, dry. Mark has suggested this, um, and it's an excellent story for Mankata, and I think it goes in with flying colours. Mm. And he says, uh, first of all, this battery brand is a Mustang, which is good to see. Classic. I like a Mustang. Mm. It's one of my favourites. He says, hi, gents. I'd like to put forward an entry for Mankata, a man who goes by the name of Frank Hayes. Mm. Let me take you back to June 4th, 1923 in Belmont Park, New York. A steeplechase took place in which a 20-to-1 outsider Sweet Kiss... Sweet joc- Kiss! ...jockeyed by Frank Hayes and owned by Miss A.M. Frailing, overcame the odds to win. It was Frank Hayes' first ever win, however, all was not as it seemed. Miss Frayling came over to congratulate Mr. Hayes alongside race officials when Hayes fell out of the saddle and landed lifeless on the floor. It was only then that they discovered Frank Hayes was dead. Wow! It was suggested that Hayes had a heart attack in the saddle mid-race because of his extreme efforts to meet the weight requirements. The horse went on to win the race by a head, and Hayes was still atop her back, making him the only ever jockey to have won a race after death. (laughs) Hayes was buried wearing his colourful racing silks three days later. The horse, now nicknamed Sweet Kiss of Death, never raced again.
0: I mean, are they surprised? Who's going to bet on that? Yeah, exactly. Who's going to bet on the Sweet Kiss of Death?
1: Goodness me. I don't know if they actually didn't um, rename it that. and That was a, text, Ma- like a joke on Mark's part. But... Mark from Malden. that is... Uh... oh yeah, No,
0: do you reckon? No, I don't think... I think that, I think it's probably... Right. Uh, Mark from Molden, that's a hell of a story. And what I would say is that um, well done, uh, <laughs> well done, Frank Hayes. How good were the other
1: jockeys? That's what I want to know. <laughs> because
0: they are literally being beaten by a dead man. By a dead man. Yeah. I just... Oh, dear. That's, that's a horrible but story. But as
1: far it? as I understand it, and my, and my knowledge of horse racing is fairly rudimentary, but as far as I understand it, Pete, in the home stretch of I mean, you have different lengths of horse race, but right. I think as soon as the jockey essentially pushes the button, i.e. just kicks him and gets Rob, we're off now. Yeah. There's not really much you can do as a jockey. No. They're off. That's it. They're away. yeah. A lot of it is spent biding your time, getting in position, jockeying for position, mm. quite literally, uh, and then at the right p- point, if the horse has still got anything left in the tank, just they on, kick it bang. and it's, it's off. So I don't. Th- so yeah. it does make sense because I don't really think there's much you can do after that. Yeah.
0: Maybe that last kick was too much exertion for him. I mean, yeah. it is like a riddle, isn't it? It's like um, you know, uh, he won the race, but, yeah, but was
1: but came I, off the horse dead. I, what happened? I cannot operate on this boy because he is my son. That one, yeah.
0: Um, What's the one? Um, uh, somebody sent me. My mate sent me a Christmas card with a picture of his beautiful daughter, um, saying "Happy Christmas" from the Windrums. His name's Windrums, no secret. But he sent me um, a little a little riddle instead of a Christmas message, and it basically said. Uh, what bit, was it bit needy, that isn't it? Oh, well, please get back in touch with the answer. No,
1: I'd, I've forgotten the
0: I've forgotten the riddle. To be honest, Let,
1: not only have you not solved it, you can't even remember the riddle.
0: Uh, oh yeah, the music stops, the woman dies. What happened? What? And that's just it. That's it. Well, it could be anything. I googled the answer, and they're all stupid. Right? It's like oh, a woman. No put, has out, gone... no, put it out there. Leave it for the listeners. No, I'll I'll give you one that's stupid. Okay. It's like basically this person going, well, there are five solutions, all of which. Don't seem very tidy. One was uh, a woman is blind, and she puts the radio on the boat so that when she swims out, it's very you know precarious. Yeah. Swims out to sea, she knows where to aim for. The radio lost uh, reception, so therefore she drowned. Yeah, because the music stopped. I mean, that's long long see. That's
1: a long shot to me. Stu- that. that
0: was number five of five stupid
1: answers. Well, if. Give us the riddle again and we'll put it right. out to hello at com. The music stopped. The woman died. Why? Hello at com For an answer to that mm. or to get in touch with any other uh, subject we've talked about today or indeed your own subject, you want to make a prediction for 2018, please do so. Give us one of those shit riddles and yeah. we'll try and solve it in the most ornate way possible. Okay. I'm up for that. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) That email address again is hello at lukeandpeacher.com. We're out of time, aren't we, Pete? We are out of time. We've got to get out of here. We've got things to do. It's 2018. Yeah, I know, right? Bitcoin. We've got to go and fucking save save the world with Bitcoin. We ain't going to hang about.
0: Life's going to pass us by. Yeah. 2018 now. We're in the future. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Let's go and have sex with our robot cars. It's Christmas! That's wrong, isn't it?
1: (laughs) 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 Not Christmas. I've never known a radio professional to be on such at such odds with his equipment. I'm working off an iPad. (laughs)
0: It's Christmas.